Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Benedict, and I'm feeling good. And I'm Benedicta. Today is May 9th. This is episode number 179, and I'm feeling happy. Woohoo! Yay! Do you know why I'm happy? Uh, because you're not sick. True, true. But I haven't been sick for a week and a half. Uh, okay. But I've still so that's wearing little... off already. That's wearing off. I almost forgot until I read our show notes where I'm like, oh, what were my last, what was my last kind of things? And it's like, oh, I was sick again, completely evaporated from my memory. <clears throat> I'm like a child that way. But anyway, no, I am. Well, it helps, you know, because I also did my strength mm -hmm. exercise last week. Like I'm on point. But earlier today, I got an offer for a staircase inside of... um our house or my mom's house actually but it's my house now um and that's just how adult i am <laughs> like <laughs> what <laughs> it's like a fireplace like a staircase is just like <laughs> it's so beautiful and it was much cheaper than i had imagined oh yeah well like, that yeah that one makes you happy right <laughs> yes so it's actually within our you know budget so we'll get a staircase which means that will basically get a full, almost a full new floor in kind of her part of our property, which then means that we're going to get some storage and maybe like a, you know, sewing craft area and a little mm. kids area. And that's so uh, uh, walk me through your house in a way like uh, I know you've got something upstairs because that's uh, Uh, where Ola um, is uh, is hanging out during your live streams. Yes, that's his office. But so, yeah, it's actually, so that's a different upstairs. So our okay. house is, or our property, I would say, is a old factory from 1890, or they think it's built in 1886 is kind of their estimated building mm -hmm. time. <clears throat> or it's been built in like multiple anyways so it's like a yes. factory building it's a square brick building but it's got six and a half meters uh on one side and then five on the other side um of of the the square so um it's got a slanting roof so we got like mm. five and a half meters on one side we got six and a half meters on the other side and then we have two little mezzanine floors that are at like 290 so it's not standing height on the one side but it's you know it's more than standing height on the other side mm -hmm. um and then we have a little like connector building and then ula and i and uh, the pirate princess live in a old then kind of the worker the worker house like where the workers for the factory would live mm -hmm. um i don't know what the terms are in english for these things because yeah it's like a normal yeah. setup where it's like it's a factory building uh there's a backyard and then there's a a like the building you would live in. And that is like a tiny wooden house. Um, and there we haven't built out the loft or anything. So Ula has just kind of made his little area on the loft as his office together with all our storage stuff. And there's no insulation or anything up there. So that's going to be 10, 15 years down the road when I'm a billionaire. That's when we're going <laughs> to do anything. But <laughs> then, so my mom lives in the factory and then we live in the old um, house and then the, like the wooden house. 
But then she had stopped, like she had plans that never came through fruition because she has Alzheimer and she's had that for a while. So things just stopped and we didn't realize why. And then now I'm kind of picking up on some of kind of her plans and seeing them through. And that's going to be awesome. So that's why I'm happy. Okay. So one of them is the staircase to one of those mesonet Mesonins. And then... Yes. And then there will also be a connector between the two mezzanine floors. So we're going to get about, I would say we're getting about 50 square meters of extra floor. Awesome. Just by, like, just by adding a staircase, that's, well, yeah. yes, it makes yes. sense. If there's no staircase right now, then uh, mm -hmm. just adding a way to get there opens up the space for use, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's going to be open still. Like there's going to be a big part, portion that's open. I think kind of the floor... The ground floor is like 70, 70 or 80 square meters. So, um, yeah, we should be getting like 40 or 50 when we add this staircase and we connect everything and still have like a big open area that will have the full five and a half meter height. So it's going to be, you got to come visit. We can do a live, live one from the backyard. <laughs> anyway, so for everyone who like sat through all of that, that's my house or my property or whatever. <laughs> It's just very adult um, to suddenly be in charge of this property. It feels also like a large responsibility, but a fun responsibility at some points. And a very <laughs> uh, yeah, responsibility and sometimes not. At other <laughs> sometimes not. When we realize, because there's like one part of the house, like this, or the one part of the property, it's this connector building, was built, newly built. Well, it's not new anymore, but it was built in like 2003, 2004. So it's the newest thing on the property. You know, the other things are from like end of mm -hmm. the 18th century. And then we had some people doing our, our chimney when we got the new wood stove. And they were looking down off the roof on this, this, this pretty new building. And they're like, there are holes in your roof. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to hear it. La, 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 la. I don't, I, I'm not hearing it. Not hearing it. And I was like, how can the newest freaking roof be the one with holes in it? Like our roof is slanty and it's, everybody's like, you need to exchange your roof on this like wooden house. But it's actually like no water is coming through this roof. But then this like new roof has big holes in it so that's next on the list mm, okay yeah yeah okay sometimes it's not fun i guess right <laughs> stuff like that you'd rather not deal with <laughs> and such boring use of money i guess it's like with software it's like refactoring the you know yeah some service like the user isn't seeing that at all it's obviously yeah. good for them like it's good for us not to have a leaky roof but like it does nothing aesthetically. It does nothing functionally. Like we get nothing except not problems in the future. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you could like add a new feature while you're refactoring the roof. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I could make an illegal balcony. Or something. Maybe embrace the holes and put windows in there or something like that. We already have actually, there are windows in that roof. Um, but there's some way like we can't anyway this is we let's stop talking yeah, about yeah, uh, yeah. properties we're, get, we're getting Even way now, off topic <laughs> way off topic but i must say spending time outside of the internet is good mm, yes. and dealing with like 3d physical things is also good for my brain and partly is in part why i'm so happy
imagine how good it will feel when the staircase is finally in. They, when that when that project is done and you can actually see it and touch it and use it. There will be a video and everybody will be will have to see it. <laughs> <clears throat> Anywho, so what's up with you? Do you have any, you know? Uh, like no life-changing updates <laughs> in that regard. Like we're not getting a new staircase. Uh, the roof is still fine. At least I hope so. I mean, it's also well, it's not our house. Have you so. looked at the roof? Have you? Oh, okay. Well, then it's fine. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I checked out the roof, but so far no water. So it should be good. Um, so yeah, uh, let me think. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded um, an actual update episode. Like the last recording we did was with Anthony. And then last week there was public holidays and stuff like that. And uh, I had construction outside uh, at the neighbors. So it was noisy anyways. Uh, but a lot of stuff happened in user list uh, since then, at least on the product side of things. We, cool. we finished the reporting feature. Um, it's done. It's shipped. It's uh, it's live for everyone. Uh, the only thing missing is we haven't announced it yet. Like at least not uh, not publicly. Like no, there's nothing on the blog. There's nothing on the website. Um, so it's still kind of soft launched. I'm planning to do that at the end of this week or probably next week. Um, but yeah, I'm glad it's done. I I'm super proud on how it turned out. It's working the way it should be. It only took like. A month longer than previously uh, planned for, um, but that was mostly because I, I guess I built too much stuff into it that we don't need absolutely right now, but would be good to have for future stuff. Um, so that slowed me down a little bit, but then again, now it's done. I don't have to do this down the road, so we can we can add more reporting features to to everything else relatively easy. Um, and you should probably do that soon because otherwise, I don't know, it just was for nothing. But um, yeah, anyways. Um, so that part's done. Feels good. Um, we also used the opportunity. Um, so basically, when we launched the broadcast feature in end of 2019, something like that, like a long time ago, um, Basically, from day one, Jane was not happy with the state of the UI when you when you clicked send or like deliver or whatever, and it was actually it was sent out and stuff like that. She never liked that part because, to be honest, it, it also wasn't good. Um, we basically showed the, the standard form to edit stuff, just with all the inputs disabled, and then at the top there was like a small table where it said like broadcast delivered on. And then the number of total opens, the number of total uh, clicks, and the number of total messages sent. So that's it. Like there was nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now that we have more reporting, um, we of course like the default view when you when you send a broadcast. Now you get like just to the stats, like with a chart where you see how, what what happened over time. We replaced a table with a nice widget that tells you. How many messages you send? No, well, no, it doesn't tell you how many messages, but it tells you when it was sent and to whom it was sent, like the segment or the number of users and stuff like that. And when it's not sent yet, but scheduled, there's a button where you can unschedule and stuff like that. So it's a lot nicer. Contextual UI. Contextual UI, a lot cleaner UI. Um, 
And there's still like you can still access the form with the disabled inputs, but it's not a default view anymore. And we also took the opportunity while we we're working on all of that to change that broadcast form a little bit because I know previously it was like the, the recipient segment or like the collection of users at the top, then you'd select a channel if it's like an in-app message or a, an email. And then you had to set a name uh, for the list view, right? Uh, you had to set the subject line, optional pre-header, and then the content and all of that. And especially that name field never made any sense in the context of the form. <laughs> so uh, we also used that opportunity to extract that. So now when you create a new a new broadcast, we open up a modal first, we can enter the name. Um, and then when you confirm that, you go to the to the regular form page where you fill out the message. Um, and now, like, the form is a lot cleaner because that weird name field isn't in there anymore. <laughs> um, it's the same pattern that we use for campaigns and for forms. So everything that you create in user list now has the same pattern where you click the button, get a get a get a model with some basic settings and then you can do like the full configuration afterwards and overall like just getting rid of that name field i keep repeating myself but just removing that made the made the form so much nicer i totally understand because it's it's the little things said that that like drives you insane right yes yes and uh and with that now because it's not part of the form anymore you can also edit the name of a broadcast that was already sent because previously form was disabled there's no way to change it <laughs> so um yeah like such small changes like that we we sneak yeah, into then you, it then i guess like if you new, make something new then you can be like oh this is the old like if you want to reuse the name you can go on and call this like the archived or old or yeah whatever like if you and then you can send or yeah, you can, or it, then you can create uh, something new with with the same name but you don't have to then be like new or like one yeah or you, you at some point you decide oh my naming scheme for this thing is wrong like i, I need yeah. to categorize it and, and put like product update or something in front of it mm -hmm. that was previously like we had support requests of people mailing into support telling us hey i sent this broadcast a while ago the name doesn't make any sense but I can't change it. Can you please do something about that? <laughs> so it's actually it's at one point going into the database and like just fiddling with that value so it, it made sense. So yeah, we used the opportunity to change that as well. So overall, I feel like uh, good quality of life improvement for sending broadcasts and user lists. And um, <laughs> Jane's happy, I'm happy. Our customers hopefully are happy as well. Um, and yeah, so that's that's the the new stuff we shipped recently. Um, I just want to slip slip in there because I think I I saw in kind of our engineering Slack on channel on Alcera, I think they just did something similar where after you sent the broadcast, you were sent back to the form, but it was disabled, mm -hmm. and now you're not. Now you're sent to the stats page or like the summary page. Yeah, it makes so, so much more sense. <laughs> and and. And I guess the products are about the same age because you've been at it for six six years or how long? Uh, the company's turning uh, like, yeah, it's a little bit over five years. The company's yeah. birth, the, 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 the incorporation's birthday is coming yeah. up in a, in two yeah. weeks, actually. So, Ooh. Yeah. 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 So similar. So like five plus years, you finally <laughs> fix this thing because it's working and music. Yeah. And, <sighs> and I, I guess that's also the thing, like, 
as I said, like Jane has been talking about us basically since the day we launched it. And we were always like, yeah, yeah, we know. Like, Or I was like, yeah, I know we should do this. But there's this other list of stuff we should be doing. And we also know that at some point we want to like have better reporting or like, I don't know, like show more data anyways. Like in the early days, there wasn't like, that was all the information we had. Like it was all on that page. There was... There wasn't that much we could do about it. And it always felt like other stuff is more important. But now that we got back to this and we're touching the code anyways, it felt like like if we don't do it now, then we don't have any, like we don't have an excuse to not touch this as well because we're, we're fiddling with the code anyway. So, um, yeah. So I have an anecdote back to like, you know, refurbishing houses, which is mm. on top of mind for me these days. But I have had so many friends, you know, buy and sell apartments or houses or or whatever. And, you know, you often get called in to do, you know, to paint, help them paint when they move in. And I noticed this trend, like if you don't paint the trimmings, like in that session when you're like moving in and you're painting the walls, you know, the trimmings, like the little, little um, kind of like the wood piece that's between the wall and the floor or mm -hmm. around the windows. But usually it's the one that is like along the floor mm -hmm. and up against the wall. Like that trimming is often like, oh, you know, that we can do that after we move in because it's not like a big lift. Like you can just like move the sofa around and you can do this. If you don't you do it. Just move the sofa around, <laughs> <yeah>. right? <laughs> if you don't do it, like in that session when you're like moving in, it's usually not painted until you're selling. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah and it takes not that long and you're like now we're moving it out and now they're looking good <laughs> <Could have happened. laughs> so i don't know if it's like similar process like if you know if you hadn't been working on that reporting feature maybe you wouldn't have done anything with it until a potential sale you're gonna like oh we should clean up some of these like little things that are not that little but little i don't know i just thought about i just thought about painting trimmings when you were talking about this. <laughs> i don't know why yeah, I, but I guess it's true. And and I guess also, I think one part that's hard about like just building software, maintaining software is being fine with that, right? Mm -hmm. Like we could have stopped a million times and fixed this UI element. But if you're absolutely honest with yourself, it wasn't really that broken, right? Mm -hmm. It did its job. Maybe it wasn't looking super nice. But like no one, no one, well, except for this one user who named, uh, who wanted to change the name, no one ever complained about that view, right? Yeah. While people complain about other stuff and uh, yes. arguably it's more important to fix the other stuff than, than make this one look particularly nice. Mm -hmm. um, and actually that brings me to something else that, that happened recently. Um so we had a pretty good December and we had a pretty good January in terms of growth, but um, the last three months have been kind of stagnant. And what's worse, uh, we had a couple of our bigger customers cancel for various reasons, but um, two of them in their cancellation mentioned that it feels like we did not, like we made the product stagnant. There's nothing happening. Um, oh. And that, that hurt and a little bit. And that's not true. It's, and it's not like if it was true, that would have been fine. But when it's not true. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean. That's because you've been fixing the roof leak <laughs> that nobody sees. 
and not fixing anything that's visible in the UI, even though it's better for them. They just it doesn't they don't. See yeah, it. like I mean, that's that's exactly the thing, right? Um, like, admittedly, over the past year, we did not launch a new feature in terms of like it's it's something that user list did not do before and is now doing. Like we, I think, well, we, we launched a couple integrations and stuff like that. So it's not entirely true that we didn't do any of this, but the biggest project was um, redoing the editor, which is a lot better now. Um, but I guess it's one of those features that you don't notice, right? Um, it's yeah. You expect a product like this to have an editor and you expect it to be not shitty and maybe you notice when it's I shitty. I kind of expect it to be shitty. I think maybe or that's maybe, part of the problem. Like you've gotten so used to them not like working so well. So maybe, kind of, yeah. You your workarounds, you get your things sent and everybody's a little like, but you, you just get used to, you get used to the inconvenience of yeah. whatever editor you're using because they all have like slightly different inconveniences. Yeah. And it annoys you until it doesn't anymore because you got used to the trimmings not being painted and it's yeah. like, I don't it's see not, it anymore. Yeah, exactly. And while I, th I still think it was good to invest the time and, and do all of that stuff um, because ultimately the, the experience is a lot better. It set us up for like, more stuff that we can do with it uh, in the future and it doesn't lock us in that much anymore um but yeah like i don't know like reading those comments uh hurt a little because i feel like the product has gotten a lot better um but it's not visible or it isn't it's not that obvious and that got me thinking again i like Maybe we should change the UI more, right? Maybe we should focus on moving stuff around, changing the color scheme every couple of months. Just it making feels sure like things are happening. Yes, so that it feels more that that stuff is happening. But also, then again, stuff like that doesn't come for free either, right? It's mm. it still takes work to redesign everything, and then you have works because you forgot to, I don't know, style something, or you forgot about an edge case and. So you spend stuff on on vanity, basically, like repainting the the trimmings <laughs> um, instead of actually doing doing useful new stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then then even even with new stuff that we added, like one of the comments was something like, "Ah, uh, since I signed up, the product didn't didn't change. The only things you added were." like support for company accounts and support for marketing emails and i'm like those are like those the are biggest features ever right <laughs> this this took months and months and months of engineering work and, and unlocks like use cases that other products can't do or like at some some are catching up now but uh um and i'm like yeah i mean you say it's just those features, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, this took forever to build. Oh, um, I feel, oh no. But then again, fair enough. Like, if those features are not useful to that particular customer, mm -hmm. sure, I, I get it. Like, and it's fine. Like, if you find something but else, then sure, you have to move on. But, uh, 
Yeah, it took some. Yeah, go ahead. Go on. I I feel it's wrong that we do expect software to change as much as we do, or like that we feel like a software that isn't changing is a bad software. Where it's like maybe it's a stable software. You know, like a lot of your features are stable and they're working like they should work. Do we really want to just move things around so that it should feel like things are happening? Yeah. Because because you see that with some companies and or some products where you're like, well, you now you just changed it. And it's worse. Like, it's, you know, I see that you change things or like, oh, it's a new menu structure or it's new. You know, it's like a new something. And it's like, but why? Why is it new? Like, why did you why did you do that? Like, it's. and Yeah. But I guess that's because of those things. Like it feels like if you're not kind of changing or adding, you're not, you're stagnant. Um, and I feel, I don't think we can change that. Like, cause it's, that's the perception we have or people have, but I don't think it's, it's doing us that much service if that's what people are expecting, because you know, and a product like- that works, works. Like, yeah, it works. <laughs> and when and on the flip side of this is right, like if if nothing changes or like the UI stays the same or it doesn't look like things are moving forward, people get mad because it's not moving forward. But then you do a big redesign and then people get mad because everything changed, right? Like it's feels. I mean, it's not that bad, but it feels like yeah, it feels like you're doomed either way. It's not that. So what we know now is like tiny. You need to just. And, but we've talked about this before. That's something that might be a major undertaking. Kind of release it to the public as many smaller updates. We talked about that with your message composer or editor, right. like that. It could have been like, and now we have support for like something you didn't have before, but it was all part of that one update. But if you announce every single feature of the editor as a new thing, then it would feel more like, yeah, like things were changing. Um, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. but like add add some complication to that. Um, I checked those those users that canceled, and they had all unsubscribed from our emails. <laughs> so yep. I was like, that probably didn't help either. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, no. So then you just have to like feature flag every single thing of the editor and be like, and then you know, and then they log in. Suddenly they have an image button, and oh, suddenly they can add a. Yeah, and then have like a pop-up and like have like mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. I mean, what we did with the reporting feature now that that we launched it to everyone, like the, the broadcasts uh, send state basically and the campaigns and, and all of that, they now have like tabs on top where you can click mm-hmm. between the message and then the performance. And the performance tab has this nice little new badge on it. So you, you instantly see, oh, there's something new. Um, <laughs> so maybe that helps, maybe that doesn't help, but, um, yeah. I mean, and one also of the some other... things, and some things are just things you can't solve, right? People will yes. come up with all kinds of, it's not, might not even be the real reason. Like they just felt like they had to come Very up with true. a reason when, when presented with a field to give a reason yeah. for canceling. And yeah, that's what they felt was like a plausible reason. And I, I get, I, I get, I get it. Like it's not, I'm not mad. It's just like it hurt a little because we've yeah, been yeah. working so much on this. Um, I know. But if they feel like it's good feedback, no? in a way, right? Like it's good to know that they feel like there's not enough progress. Um, 
but I'm not entirely sure what the solution is for that um, because more new tags in the UI. Maybe it's more new tags in the UI, or maybe, I mean, we now have layered unsubscribe. It might be that they unsubscribe from all emails because mm -hmm. that was the default for the longest mm -hmm. time, and now they can like unsubscribe from the newsletter but still keep product updates or whatever. Maybe that's yeah. that helps. But again, like we'll see. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. do? But do you have like a change log link somewhere? Because I've, um, I've actually seen, I've actually used those myself. I don't remember what product it was, but it was like I was thinking, like, oh, I want to see what has come out, mm -hmm. you know. And there was a change log link, and you could click it, and it was just like a highlight of what had happened. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's pretty useful because then. You know, it's more of that pull and not so much push. Like, if you mm. click, you know, if you're interested, you click the change log button. You're in, you're like in a modus to to look at that. If you're getting product product update emails, like I'm usually, well, I am because like I'm just very interested in yeah. to see what other people are making. But but like if it was like a clothing company or whatever, like I wouldn't care if they had like new things happening. Uh, but I would be annoyed if I didn't know if it was important to me or I don't know, like if there's like a way that you can access that information without having to be subscribed anywhere where you can be like, oh, I wonder what's happened. Yeah. Like now I have time to look into new features because that's also something like when you do release new features, people often have to like change something in the way they're doing it. And maybe if they have like five campaigns over the next month that they need to get out, that's when they would be super annoyed if you just change the UI on them. Because yeah. they're not, they don't want to change anything. They just want to get it done. Right. But then maybe in a slower period, they're like, oh, I need to see what new capabilities have come and like start playing around with that. That's a different kind of mental state. And then like something like a change, like it doesn't have to be called a change log, but like what's new? I don't know, something like that where you can like go and explore and be like, oh, companies, we can use that if there's some use cases or like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had like we had a section on our website called product updates for a while. And um I'm thinking inside. It needs to be inside the UI. It needs to be inside, yeah. On the logged in, because nobody looks at your website after they're signed yeah, up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then people like like we, at some point, like we had the product updates in there, and then I, I I think it was while we were working on the marketing feature or something like one of those big features that just take a long time and there was nothing mm -hmm. else happening. We got feedback from people that were like, "Oh yeah, I looked at user list, but I didn't consider signing up for the, with them because the last update in the product updates was from six months ago." Mm -hmm. so it looks like it's abandoned <laughs> yeah. like stable open source project it hasn't had an update in six months it must be crap it's like it's very good That's yeah why it, it's it, not been updated it's feature complete and it doesn't have any bugs <laughs> like, <laughs> what what should we possibly do with this um, <laughs> but you can have one of those sorry now we're just we can like skip most of my update and do that next week since we're like spending <laughs> a lot of time on this but i think this is interesting i mean this is interesting also you know for for me without set or with Prino apollos or pile for that matters anyway um this thing that has happened with like personal blogs where it's like a slash now mm -hmm. it's like a thing that you have like a now page and on the now page you talk about like what's up right now and it's yeah. better in a way than a blog post that is very dated you know, because you could have gotten that new job and been in that new job or started on a new project and been in that project for, 
you know, the last six months, but it's still, it's still your now state. Um, so thinking about products, it could be possible to kind of have more and now and then like latest updates and they don't have to be dated even, you know, you could have just like the latest features added. And then now we are focusing on and then don't promise a date, but like now we're focusing on bettering the editing experience or something like that. And mm -hmm. even a sign up to be like, if you're very interested, like if you're super interested, sign up for a product update. Um, and then people can sign up again if they've signed off. But something like a now that's less, yeah, that that's less like time, like less dated, but still kind of gives information yeah. about what are we working on and, and what will be happening in this space in the future. Yeah. Maybe we could start a mm. start a trend company now pages. Or yeah, it's, now I mean pages. it's not uh it's not the worst of ideas. Um so far I've been pretty anti change log for sad reasons of like sometimes it looks like nothing's happening while there is stuff happening. But as an argument, like you could just tease the new thing you're working on. But then, then again, I'm also not a fan of public roadmaps because that builds expectations and mm -hmm. kind of like if stuff's on the roadmap for three years, mm -hmm. I mean, as product people, we know that's just the reality, right? Like the list of ideas is never ending and the mm -hmm. list of things you want to do eventually, same, right? But it might take forever until you actually get there. Um, but just promising, like just telling people the thing you're working on right now, I could get behind that. That makes sense. Combine that with maybe with maybe like a not dated change log of, of new stuff that's added. There might be something there. It's a good idea. Because it could be like a that. now and then latest changes and you don't yeah. have to date them. Or like newest yeah. feature features. Yeah. Who knows what newest means? Right. Yes. Yeah, not putting a date on it. The probably, web, yeah. Then people had to go to like the web archive or like the Wayback Machine and, and try to figure out how. And then actually do that. like then put effort into figuring out what what's actually going on. And yeah, if they're that interested. They can. They're welcome. Like they they can do that. If, if, yeah, if it's that important to them. But yeah, a little bit of a now mm. page. I'm, I need to add that to my own site anyway. But that could be yeah. interesting to test out for outset as well because. Because it's like, like you've been doing now, you've been working on reporting, like, you don't know exactly what's going to come out of it. But you, you know, something is coming out of it, because you've been working on it for a while. It's not like, we're going to scrap reporting in the middle of this. Yeah, that's kind of sprint that's, or initiative. That's the one but thing can, I'm wondering about, like, what about the things that you work on, and have maybe have like, full intentions of launching eventually, but then, for whatever reason, have to scrap and abandon. Um, but there's a time period between exploration and like there's a, there's a period where you're like cleaning up the stuff and you're making sure it it works. Where it's, I would say, ninety percent certain you're going to ship it. But then there's that period of time where you're very uncertain. So maybe that's why <sighs> that. But yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like at some like at some point in this reporting work or the message composer slash editor work, at some point you were like, it's gonna be shipped. Like we're not we're not turning we're yeah. not turning around. I mean, for the most part, 
it's not a problem, but yeah. I don't want to get into too many details here, but um, last year, one of the things we were very excited about, and um, I think I mentioned it on the podcast even, was the Stripe uh, integration, like mm -hmm. first-class Stripe integration. Mm -hmm. And we had to scrap that for reasons that I can't get into uh, publicly uh, in full detail right now. But um, for the moment, it's not happening. It's hopefully happening eventually, but... Mm -hmm. As of right now, we can't ship it in a version that, well, there might be ways, but it will it will not be as nice as we wanted it to be. So um, yeah, I get I get your point. So yeah. yeah, okay, but maybe just the latest up, like latest features. Yeah, I mean that's an argument. Yeah, and, and the, the question is, if you drop something from the now page, will people notice and? Will people get that upset about it or will they just forget about it and just see that it there's something else on the page now? But yeah. I like the idea of combining it with a with like a, a sign up thing, right? Sign up for the waitlist, something like that. Because that's probably also a good idea to gauge interest a little bit. Or like have like build like a mini internal launch list of like people that mm -hmm. you can beta test with and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think about it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and in five years, when every SaaS has a now page, we can... <laughs> we can refer back to this particular we can refer episode. Back to episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other updates? Um, I have, but. That's mostly stuff where I'm not sure if it should be on the now page right now. <laughs> <laughs> so now you so now you don't want to talk about it in case somebody's listening and no, I mean we will hold you to it. Looking at the clock, it's it's this episode yeah. is, has a decent length. Let's let's yeah. uh, let's talk about this stuff next week because I don't think there will be much like yeah, it's fine. We can talk about this next week as well, and it's, we'll, we'll still be relevant. Say, I had forgotten the Stripe integration. <laughs> and I was oh, very no. excited about it. Yeah. And I'm still very, I'm still very excited about it. Um, yeah. No, but to your point that maybe yeah. people, and especially I think if it's it's not like super technical, you know, some if it's more like, okay, I want to check out what's up and not feel like it's a, it's not a promise or it's not a, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk enough about that. But um, and then we'll talk about this is going to be fun because I just tweeted that we would talk about the future of Premier Follows today, but we'll do it next week. <laughs> it's take a while because I need a lot of input from you. Um, okay. But other than that, I am really enjoying the work without Sarah, so I am answering help desk tickets, and I'm really enjoying it. And people are so nice. It's it's amazing and. Also, just like, oh, it's so good to see you join the team and you're a good addition. Like, customers are saying that. So that feels that's awesome. good that they're that interested in Outsetta, that they're they're following the company updates and they are, like, letting me know. So that's super cool. And I think the first kind of DevRel thing that I will be doing is to create a Framer integration. And I've had nothing to do with Framer. So that will be an undertaking. Um. And Remind me what's framer. what's Framer again? I think it's called Framer. I call, yeah, Framer. It's a it's a, a no code website builder. The thing that used to be this like 
design mock-up thingy? I don't know. It's like the new kid on the, not the new kid, but I've just seen a lot of hype for uh, Framer. So it's, a, I guess, a Webflow comp competitor in a way, but it feels to me, because Webflow is like very, see, I'm not enough into this space yet, but it feels to me that Webflow is very much for designers. So you have like a lot of, lot of config possibilities. Mm -hmm. You can do basically anything in Webflow that you could do in a design software. And it seems to me that Framer is a little bit more like they created sections for you and they've created parts that you can build websites from. Mm. Interesting. It might be that it's the Framer thing that I had in mind. But I think they started out, when they started out, they were basically like a mini IDE for building prototype components. Like basically making it easy oh, enough for I designers. This I remember. Yeah, and then like, you could like export them as React components or something. Yeah, oh, but that, that was even that that was even afterwards. Like I think the first version was just like you 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 plug some components together and you get this nice UI element that you then can show your developers so they know what to build. I feel like that was like the very first version of Framer, and then exporting to React I think was a little bit down the road. And apparently now it's a website builder. So that's that's quite an evolution. <laughs> yes, and it seems like they're doing very well. And um, yes, yeah, so the point is to get, and they have a plugin ecosystem, so that mm, interesting. Like a, we can own, kind of own, and create a plugin that makes it so that you can create, you know, you can drop in the Atzera plugin, and then you can configure Atzera, and then we'll um, sync some things back and forth or whatever. I need to look at this. But that's mm -hmm. my first DevRel task. So, but I think that's going to be cool because then I actually get to build a proper integration. That's going to be a much better way of really getting under the hood of our API and understanding like where are the challenges, where is it working, right. where are documentation lacking, and and all of that. Um, but I I ended up postponing it until next month because I was supposed to start without Seta two days a week this month. But Norway has no work days in May. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> bank holidays and squeeze days. That's the old. And next year it will be even worse. Next year it's going to be the 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 best uh, May for employees and the worst <laughs> day for employers in many many years. So, for instance, next week, Wednesday is seventeenth of May, which is our national uh, Independence Day, or like our national day, our Independence Day. And then on Thursday, it's one of the regular like Christian bank holidays, which means nobody's going to work Friday. So mm -hmm. next week is a two-day working week. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, and then there's another Monday that is a bank holiday. And then there, it's it's just a mess. So I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Because sometimes these bank holidays land on the weekends. But this year, none of them land on weekends. Mm. So like it's it's one of those like where it's maxed out but then next year they're going to shift to even more in the middle of the week which means there will be more squeeze days that norwegians mm. don't work mm. yeah but so i was like i'm sorry could i <laughs> postpone this another month because they're <laughs> this is like there's there's no you know i live in a weird country we don't work in may <laughs> <laughs> and in the summer right <laughs> and in the summer so sorry i'll see you in august bye <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hiring me. I start like uh, 
in was August. Maybe September, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so and then the, the, my last update is that, and maybe I'll even reiterate on it next episode. But uh, the pirate princess, my daughter, has made her first website using MMM page, which is an awesome tool. That I also want to make some demos with Outsetup plus MMM page. But MMM page is like an infinite canvas. You can put anything on the page, but it has this little UI that shows what will show up on mobile. So for mobile, it kind of just shows the middle of the screen. Um, but I think it's like such a cool way of looking or thinking about it instead of being, oh, this has to be like super responsive and like what can, and that gets really hard when you have an infinite canvas type type UI, but and it's also very much geared towards the whimsical web. So if you go to Lillian's website, you'll understand what I'm I mean. Because you can put anything on this canvas. You can just like throw things on the canvas, but then you can also add text and embeds and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just turns out pretty cool. So Lillian.mmmpay.page and then there's a separate page, but it's linked. I had to teach her linking. To then there's a there's a separate page for our little Degu, our um our rodents. Mm, cool. So, yeah. And and I just must say, she was like, this is so much fun, mom. And I'm like, this is what I do. This is my job. <laughs> She's like, wow. And then <laughs> and then she was like, Can I make more web pages? I was like, Yes, you may. <laughs> you must be super proud. I'm so proud. It's such a good use of the laptop she got. <laughs> um, so it's uh, MMA page. Um, the only thing she's allowed to do on the laptop is MMM page and Minecraft Creative Edition. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Teach them how to build stuff. That's good. Exactly. Build before consume. Good 100%. Yes. Well, it was fun talking to you. Bye.